Welcome to Australian Music Podcasts, or AMP for short, produced by Hugh and Rod with Joe and Luke to provide histories and critiques of the first 50 years of Australia's sometimes progressive, other times just peculiar rock and pop music. In the podcast, we discuss a particular stream or genre of music and then also present our own musical tribute as we celebrate on all that's good and very occasionally bad in Australian music. This episode's about Australian prog music, starting back in the late 60s, and this first track is by Mackenzie Theory, Out of the Blue. to that. <laughs> now that's Australian prog, that's Mackenzie Theory. Let's talk a bit about Mackenzie Theory. That's a guy called Rob Mackenzie. He was a, he was a really great guitarist around the traps. Uh, and there's also, apologies to her if I get her name wrong, but, but a great viola player, Cleese or Clace Pierce. He's probably the only electric viola player in musical history, really. Before we talk about Australian prog, there, there was one good quote that I dug out. Prog rock, it was, a, it was a genre intent on proving that rock and roll didn't have to be simple and silly, it could be complicated and silly instead. Well, they certainly, certainly succeeded in making it complicated and, and a lot of times it was pretty silly, really. Well, of course, when you think of prog rock, you think later of Keith Emerson's band, Emerson, Lake and Palmer. You always think of Yes, you always think of Genesis and you always think of King Bloody Crimson. And they all and they are all kind of university-educated, sort of smart... Sort well, of, this is a bit of a yeah, difference, you reckon, yeah. isn't it? So people with not necessarily classical music education, but classical lessons during their youth... Yeah. Who, who, who were aware, who, who knew, knew who Bartok was. That's right. <laughs> no, no, but in, indeed, but also they could read music at times to set up these, you know, different time signatures and, and the st- string arrangements on the keyboards. And certainly, and a big element of prog in general is the uh, time signature stuff. Now, in terms of Australian prog, we had a bit of a listen to Mackenzie Theory, which we agree is a bit more sort of jazz fusion, but still nonetheless progressive. Now, Ross Wilson, of all people, here he is over in London, not having a great time musically, but through his involvement with a band called The Procession, he comes back with some progressive ideas and he forms a very progressive-sounding band called Sons of the Vegetal Mother. Sons of the Vegetal Mother, which I think you described as a um, an esoteric, special-occasion progressive band. Sounds serious. It does sound serious, and they did sound pretty serious. And they, in fact, I mean, just as a sideline, their, their, their side project 
to provide some relief. It was it was Daddy Cool, and of course Daddy Cool then sort of captured the public imagination. Yeah, and so it was a bit like the B side ended up being the, a bit better than the A side. Yeah, exactly, and, son, and, and Sons of the Vegetal Mother, or the Vegetals as they were also called at the time, okay. I think, were kind of put on the shelf. Well, look, you know, I know it had Ross Hannaford in. I don't think he's on this recording, but this is a song. Well, hang on, they didn't actually call it, it a song. It's not actually did they? a song. It's an environment. Of course, may we? Ross Hannaford was in the environment. This is an environment by Sons of the Vegetal Mother. stuff, I think. Now, that's Matter Lake. Now, early Michael Godinsky signing. First signing to Mushroom, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, I remember at the 10th anniversary Mushroom concert, they opened the whole thing because, they, of course, they were Godinsky's first signing. Now, that was actually a slightly later track called Butterfly Farm. Their earlier songs were actually more poppy with a bit of prog in them. True. Um, but there's certainly... They, they were very popular in Melbourne, like a lot of the Mushroom acts didn't quite get around the country. However, um, you know, definitely a good prog band and um, really, you know, adventurous again with bigger vocal arrangements, new sounds and... Big uh, keyboard sounds again, you know, and I think... You know, keyboards are so influential in prog. And that takes us on to our next song, which is called Seasons of Change. Now, this has got some fascinating keyboard sounds, but it's also got 
what a lot of more hippie-style prog music had, flutes, recorders. Now, there's two versions of this song. Tell us a bit about the two versions. Well, it was Sorry, we're talking about Seasons of Change. Yeah, talking about a song called Seasons of Change, which was originally recorded by Blackfeather. Blackfeather came out of uh, a band called the Dave Miller Set, who everyone remember for the psychedelic, a song called Mr Guy Fawkes. Mm. And John Robinson, the guitarist, went on, went on to form Blackfeather. And they wrote this song called Seasons of Change. They got one Bon Scott to come in and play a recorder. Yes, and, and yes, it is the same Bon Scott. Yeah, look, I encourage anybody to look up the video. Seeing Bon in, he, I think somebody suggested in the comment section that he looks like the Amish cousin or Amish cousin of, of, of Bon Scott. It, look He's got it up. this extraordinary yeah. beard. He's got this kind of, kind of hippie, hippie stroke hipster beard from the, from the 70s and he's wearing a, you know, a flannel <laughs> and playing recorder and bassoon. It was our I mean, national dress of the time. Yeah. It, was a, it was a bit of a, um, a, a fight about the, the two records that were released, Seasons of Change, um, because Fraternity released one and then Dave Sinclair from Festival, he put out the Ag- Blackfeather one. Against the wishes of Blackfeather, who didn't yeah. want to release as a single. Yeah. But, uh, it's, look, it's a, a great track. It's a very, very, very good example of prog rock. It's got kind of cosmic lyrics, grandiose lyrics. It's got big dynamic shifts. It's got time changes. It's got recorder. Yeah. It's got bassoon. OK, we're going to flip a coin. We'll see which one we play today. We're going to play the Blackfeather version. Blackfeather. Silver snow falling on the ground 
listening to AMP, Australian Music Podcasts. Well, we're up in Sydney on the prog scene, and um, that was a band that honed their skills at Jonathan's Disco, which was, a, you know, well, it says it was a disco, but in fact it was, it was a really good rock venue, and prog rock was making its name, uh, and Sherbet emerged in that scene, and that was Sherbet. And Sherbet, for, I mean, this, this was a bit later in their career, but they, uh, they, were, they, were, they were basically a turny bopper pop band. But later on, they they developed the prog thing because that's really where they wanted to go. Yeah, and that was a song called Survival um, <clears throat> off the Life is for Living album. And that song, I remember, seemed to segue into the song Life. But it's a good idea to go back and listen to the two together. It was a bit of a sweet, as you find in yeah. progressive rock. But, but, yeah, Gar started using a whole lot of different keyboards. Yeah, that Moog synthesizer with Portamento, right. that was a key a key aspect of prog rock. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, they were very accomplished musos, as we know, and... Uh, Really well honed skills from playing sometimes night after night after night. At the eight same hours place. a night, eight, eight nights a week. I eight think that's Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good night for a song. Um, look, also on the Sydney prog, prog rock scene was Sebastian Hardy. Now they started as a blues band, of course. Graham Ford started very much with John English in John the early English days as singer. well. That's right. Graham Ford still. <laughs> I think he still pops in to, and works for the Guitar Factory at Gladesville on Saturday mornings. Very nice bloke and very capable guitarist. But this is Sebastian Hardy too. This is with Mario Milo. Tell us a bit about them. Well, Sebastian Hardy morphed into a kind of what you would call symphonic rock. They were probably influenced a fair bit by Focus, I think, in their in their intricate musicality. Oh, look, Mario Milo definitely was influenced by Jan Eichmann of Focus because he used the mm. same volume switching on his guitar the whole time, which, which you know, added, added a very nice sound over the heavy chord progressions they used to make. It's almost a violin-like sound, isn't it? A, mm. very, kind of a very expressive sound. That's right. And the keyboard player used a lot of Moog synthesizer, a lot of lot of that portamento, which the same as Garfield's, which I think you had to use in a Moog synthesizer. So that's a good you example. You can't keep of your the, hands off it, can you? You can't you keep your hands players. off that pitch wheel. And I think it's a good example of keyboard technology and generally driving prog rock. They had Mellotrons and Moog synthesizers and. I mean, talk about a band that changed. I mean, they changed again. They had the the, the very the great guys in the music industry, Alex and Peter Plaswick, in, in the band. But then they changed again, and they changed the name to one of their songs, Wind Chase. That's right, they did too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the Plastic Brothers had, had left at that stage, and, and Mario continued. Look, to tell you the truth... Um, it hasn't uh, aged well, has it? No, nah, really? I don't think it, it has. It hasn't aged well. And Nonetheless, um, they released a song which we're going to have a listen to. It's called Finister. Uh, any understanding of what that is? Well, Apparently it's called Hello Finister. Right. Uh, Finister is actually a Swedish, a Swedish word for healer. Ooh, and he out. could well be that uh, he could well be that person on the cover of those albums. The old man's always That's holding right. got sticks on his back and holding right. a lamp or He's the healer, yes, so here comes constant, the healer. A constant theme in prog rock covers. Here we go with what's it called? Hello Hello Fimister.
that was Sebastian Hardy, um, substantial prog rock band with, with, with some success overseas as well. But now we're going to listen to one of Australia's most famous bands. And they're basically essentially our age. They're in their you know, early 60s and whatever. Oh, I didn't mean to disclose our age, sorry. <laughs> that this is them as, I reckon, a distinctly prog band... This is Midnight Oil. Like us, they probably probably grew up listening to Yes and Genesis and Jethro Tull. They were a surf band before this. They were called The Farm. They were a bit proggy, The Farm. Surf prog. And then they changed their name to Midnight Oil. And this is actually from their debut record. It's got a bit of a soul edge, which is something you find in a lot of Oz prog. They still have that kind of rocky soul edge. And I guess that's because they had to play in pubs. So what, you had to be louder? You had to be a bit loud and a bit a bit aggressive. You couldn't be too gentle, otherwise you'd have cans of KB thrown at you. KB in Sydney and VB in Melbourne. <laughs> uh, it's called Nothing Lost, Nothing Gained, Midnight Oil. That's a different Midnight Oil. Well, either way, oil's rage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they still rage back then. They still rage now. They're going to rage forever. Look, I reckon we're about to talk about, sure, it's a New Zealand band, but gee, they recorded it here at Festival Records. This is a lineup without Neil Finn. This well, is, this is influenced yeah. by who? 
Well, you think of people think of split ends. They think of I Got You and the pop split ends. But this was way back there. Debut album, Metal Notes from 1975. Phil Judd. The uh, great Judd. Tim Finn. Eddie Rayner, of course, has been in the band all along. And some other guys. <laughs> well, there was no Crombie was still in it. No Crombie was always and, in and, it. And, and I'm not sure who the guitarist was on it because, think... because, you know, sometimes it was Phil Judd, sometimes it was a guy called Wally Wilkinson. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. The song um, was, in fact, recorded twice. It was, it, was, it, okay. was, it was on their first album, Mental Notes, and then they, did a, they re-recorded it for Second Thoughts yeah. on, the second, on another album. It's probably the different one. The version we'll listen to later is, is, is from Mental Notes. Okay. Um, it's called Mental Notes because for those who have got the vinyl copy of Mental Notes, if you listen to the run-out groove, Phil Judd saying, make a mental note. Okay. That's very kind of progressive. Well, right. now, now, lyrically, it's got another uh, progressive influence, and that is this time it's based on the fantasy novels of Mer- Mervyn Peake as well. So there's lots of references from the Gormagaston, I think, it's, which is a trilogy, and you know, all the lyrical references, I think Judd and Tim Finn both, both like Mervyn Peake stories. They like the fantasy aspect of it, which is a big part of it. If you go back and listen to the lyrics of any prog, you hear a lot of the fantasy lyrics coming through. Absolutely. Look, and like so many other songs that we're going to hear over this podcast series, this was recorded at the fantastic festival studios. You know, people like Clapton, Sherbert, so many others, Jimmy Little, so many others recorded at this great studio. Perhaps it also helps the fantastic sound of this song. Sadly, the studio is no longer with us. No. Or as festival records. Uh, anyway, this is Split Ends from their first album, and it's called... Stranger Than Fiction.
it's a story of my life. like doing at the end of every episode we do a little musical take on the topic so this week we've done a take on prog and uh, we've got our friend Damien in and of course there's Rod, Joe and me. Uh, we've done a number called Prog Schmog. Shivering blood. Welcome to the world of prog with random beats per bar. Comes the sudden scream and now the shout. Plunge it in again. Wave it all about. The steaming streams of water flow like pee in a pissoir. The dragon's breath. A putrid smell like a wizard's underarm. Dance the sudden dance and dance and frown, plunge it in again, shake it all around. Who thinks that his wanker is ours? 
Play like Dave Gilmore and hum at the Fillmore And sing like a sonorous fart I am a codger, a creepy old codger Always on the cover art Thanks for listening to this episode of AMP, Australian Music Podcasts. Our main sources for these special AMP podcasts are essentially our fading memories and quite erratic music industry experiences. But there's always invaluable material from writers such as David Nichols, Ian McFarlane, Glenn A. Baker, Anthony O'Grady and the Miles Ago website.